welcome to Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. This podcast is for people who want to learn how to thrive with a disability. It is also designed to share insights for those who have friends or family with a disability. Brad Gabrielson, our host, was born with cerebral palsy and uses a wheelchair for mobility. He is a North Dakota native and believes life is about managing challenges with understanding, mental toughness, and determination. Welcome to another episode of Living with a Disability No Big Deal podcast. Last week we talked about, what the heck did we talk about? We talked about COVID, I think. Oh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're showing your age, Bradley. Yep. We talked about COVID and, and, and how it affects the disabled community. That was a pretty interesting podcast last week. So this week we have a, a guest there, Greg, a, a friend of mine for many, many years, almost, what, 55 years. 55, 55 oh my years. gosh. So we uh, we went to that group of school together. Now it's called the Ann Carlson Center here in Jamestown. And um, I think, um, so we went through uh, a lot together. It's Ted Corden. He also has a disability. Was, he also has a CP. And how are you doing, Ted? Oh, pretty good. That's good. So. Hi, Brad. How are you guys doing? Welcome, Ted. Thank you. So. Well, Brad, uh, just to kind of start it off here, one of the questions here is, what are the different types of CP? Because you mentioned that, that Ted, Brad, has uh, CP. Now, do you both have the same type of CP, or are there, are there different types? There are different types. Um, Brad, as far as I know, was um, spastic. Okay. Um, I have I have ataxia or ataxic CP, and then there's also I believe there's aphthytoid. Um, if people would like more information, I I'm not up on all the new lingo. But if you go to unitedcerebralpalsy.org, you could find more about it. And from what I've read, there, there's a toxic, there's spastic, and there's something called um, uh, dyskinetic, which aphthytoid is, it's a subcategory of that. Oh. But like you said, I'm I'm not up on all that stuff, and I'm not in the medical field. So, like I said, if anybody want would like more information, just go to unitedcerebralpalsy.org. United cerebral 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 palsy, uh, easier United cerebral palsy. Okay, dot org. Oh yeah, some people say cerebral palsy. I think it. I don't think there's a exact pronunciation of it, cerebral, cerebral, whatever. Yeah, I think I think it is, yeah, I think you're right, Ted, I think it is cerebral palsy, so um, how are the two types different? Now, Brad, you have spastic CP, is that correct? Yes. And yours is categorized by what type of uh, 
circumstance condition? Well, like, like as you know, if I get startled real bad, like with fireworks or uh, shooting uh, anything that's loud or somebody has fast movement, and I'm not, you know, or that me on the shoulder when I'm drinking something, I'll probably spill it, sure as heck. But um, that's, and I'm, and uh, a lot of the times uh, it affects me as far as walking. I mean, I can't bend as easy as Ted can. My joints are pretty well, I call it like a two by four. I mean, it's hard for me to bend. All right. So your legs are, are stiff then, Brad? Is that yep. the, the spastic condition? Well, yes. And, and it's, I'm mostly affected on my left side. That's my weaker side. Okay. With that, I don't know which side yours is. Which one is weaker on you? I, I don't really have a weak side, I guess. Um, mine is mainly... Uh, I do ambulate, so I do walk. I don't walk with anything anymore, no crutches, no braces. Um, when I came to the center, I had a football helmet. I walked with short leg braces, no braces like halfway up to my knee. And also um, weighted shoes. I also had speech therapy when I first started uh, started at the school because um, that obviously impacted my speech. Hopefully, it sounds a lot better now than it did before. Oh, but sure. I'm sure I had, it helped a lot. I had OT, I had speech, and I had PT when I first came to the center, to the Crypt Children's School, excuse me. Um, okay, all right. I, so had OT, I had OT and, and speech for probably five years, and I had PT up until I threw seventh grade. But um, so it mainly affects my balance and my eye-hand coordination. Um, a lot of people think I'm I'm drunk when I walk. So it's kind of an unsteady gait. Oh, sure. But when he does drink, he can walk straight as an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> is that true or is that just a joke? No, no, up until a point, you know, obviously too many. Is, is then you're falling over, of course. Yeah. But if I, if I have, like, let's say maybe three to five or something like that, and I have a friend who who's the same way. He's he's does things that just does things fine that you wouldn't wouldn't know. Wow. And <laughs> he when he drinks a few. So. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. It must change the the physiology of within the brain and the body. I suppose that that makes it yeah. happen like that. Yeah, must. I, I have no idea why. All I know is that's what happens. So to be clear, the effects on the body for you, Ted, are the balance, the hand-eye coordination, and does it have anything with the musculature or the, bo or the body or the, the legs? or? 
Um, not really. There is, I've, I've been kind of reading up on, uh, on the UCP website and it, it does say something on muscles are a bit weaker, but I mean, they're not weak enough. Like I said, I've been walking. I've, I've been walking on without any um, braces and, and way to choose for since I was, I think I have a picture of myself with tennis shoes on in the sixth grade. So oh, I've wow. been walking since about the sixth grade. All so, right. I mean, so, I was going to say, so it really is a balance issue more than having problems with the, the muscles in your legs and stuff. Right, right. It's it's balance and the and the fine motor coordination. Oh, okay. So in other words, you're you're balancing. Uh, you're basically when you're ambulating and stuff. You're you know trying to balance the uh, effects of that. Then. Right, right. Wow. And then I walk with my feet a little further apart for for that oh. support to to kind of offset the. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's very interesting, Ted, that you bring that up, because I think, first of all, a lot of people don't really know what CP is, and so that's a good learning opportunity as well. But then that there are different types of cerebral palsy, such as bradyspastic, urotaxic CP, ataxia. And then there's a third one that you said, and that has a subcategory of uh, thing, but... Yeah, and with, you know, with me, with my uh, type of CP, I have a problem hand-eye coordination as well. So, you know, it, it's speech. So, Now, Brad, you had told me the other day now, you said that with all the speaking that we're doing these days and all the talking on the podcast, that that actually has helped improve your speech? Is that something that actually can be uh, worked on, like in a therapeutic manner? Well, yeah, because I I feel that, you know, number one, I'm getting used to them, you know, getting used to everything. And, and I, when I, the more I do it, the more comfortable I get, so I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, what I'm going to say next. I, I it's a lot easier now than it was at the very beginning because, you know, so, so I find it very, I find it fun now before it was a chore. <laughs> you know? Oh, sure, sure. I suppose uh, it's like anything. If you use it more, then it becomes a little bit more fine-tuned. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, another thing that came up here, how is a taxic CP contracted as a birth defect? Well, for me, as far as I remember, my mom passed away, so obviously I can't ask her any questions anymore about this. But as far as I remember, I think I remember her telling me I contracted it because she had rubella. Or in other words, German measles. Is that right? Yeah, and and from what from what I've read, anyway, it's 
with German measles and things like that, it's, you know, the body's trying to fight the, fight the German measles or, or whatever. And, and so it, I can't really explain it too well, but the, 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 the body's immune system has, a, it's trying to fight this and since it's fighting that, it somehow attacks something else. And, and uh, it, it's, uh, in my case, it's the um, cerebrum or the back of the head, the back part of the brain, which is affected. Oh, so is it fair to say that ataxic CP uh, is a rear brain in uh, birth defect then, um, or in your case anyway? I I guess you could say it's a brain defect. No, um, CP is you can have it before birth, during birth, or um, after birth, like within the first two years or so. Oh, I see. Some kind of brain, some kind of traumatic brain injury. Like, let's say if, if the doctor uses the wrong medications or, or the forceps wrong or something that does something to your brain. Um, oh, sure. Physical, high temperatures. Uh, high temperatures. High temperature or, or uh, a blow to the head like... Uh, like a traumatic injury. Yeah, like a like a blow to the head with a baseball bat or a ball hitting you in the head, like a baseball or something like that. Or you know. when you're a young child, right? But yeah, that's only when you're real young. It's like I said, it's up to. I think it'll probably differ with people's opinion, but it's generally up to like two years. After you were born. Okay, so within the first couple of years, if, if not uh, before birth, during birth, certainly after birth would be within the first couple of years of childhood then. Right. And then I have a question. Um, do most, do some people with CP, they're also, could possibly be born flying, right? Yeah. And they also could be. Well, they also could be a mute cute when they can't talk at all, right? Yeah, there's, there's such a wide range of. I mean, I'll give you an example. There's a there's a place in town here, a an apartment building which was built for just people with disabilities, and. Um, I have a friend there, or I had two friends there that lived. I had two friends that lived there, and I was visiting them, and they both had cerebral palsy. And uh, people who worked there could not believe that the three of us all had CP just because we were so different. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So there's many, there's, there's quite a range then. Uh, it's quite yeah, a complex, uh, it's quite a complex condition then. Whereas with me, spinal cord injury is okay. You're either completely disabled below the waist or you're partially disabled. 
-hmm. there's really it's you know one or the two and that's it but with a condition like cp there can be a whole wide range of things where you may not even know by looking at somebody if they had cp very interesting so did you all have uh different types of cp or was it just different ranges or um that I can't answer. I mean, I know that I was different from at least the other two. Okay. Um, the other two, I, I can't remember. Oh, sure. But Dead was, Dead was with me, uh, as far as Dead and I, Dead, Dead is, you can tell the difference with, as far as this, uh, CP with, between Ted and I, because he's, he doesn't jump quite as bad, but I noticed that when I do have something in common other than the CP, if I drink a little bit too fast, I'll start to cough. And the same thing with, <laughs> the thing with Ted. If you what a little too fast? Drink, drinker. Oh, if you drink a little too fast. Yeah, it was spray all over the place. Oh, yeah, okay. You know, that a couple of times as a kid. Yep. And there's something that, there's a lot of things we can't help. Like, we, uh, I don't know about his throat muscles, but my throat muscles are getting weaker as I get older. You know about that? Would you? Not particularly. Okay. So is that something where uh, the condition changes, Brad? Can change, progress, or change in any way uh, as as you go? I will say that um, CP in itself does not get worse. It's, it's the effects of it that gets worse, but it's not a progressive disease. Oh, okay. Our condition. Well, if we if we keep doing what, what we're supposed to do, like exercises every day, although it does hurt when you do it early in the morning, it does hurt like heck. And they do it with, <laughs> and they do it with smiles on their faces. Oh yes, and, I'm sure know, they're. That, that drives me crazy when you do it with a smile on your face, like we're gonna get you. But yeah, um, you should be enjoying that pain, Brad. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just just like anybody, you know, if you don't do anything, your muscles will get tighter. But with with CP, especially with certain certain CPs, it, it just it just they do get tighter as time goes on. Just like oh, anybody, sure. but CP makes it a little more little more pronounced. More yeah yeah where i have i have some spasticity and uh tone in parts of my lower body and my legs because of the spinal cord injury so if i'm sitting in this wheelchair all day i mean i take medication to um i take a medication that's designed it's a muscle relaxant that's found to help with with uh Spinal cord injury, Brad, I think you know what it is. It could come in a, a pill or you can get it in a in a pump. But anyway, I take that every few hours, and that helps my legs to stay at least not turn into two-by-fours like Brad says. But, Brad, does medication help your spasticity or your tone as well? 
I wish that I could get a stronger dose, but the doctor doesn't want me to have a stronger dose right now. So, what are you taking oral medication? Yeah. Okay. Now, is there a shot that you can get? Uh, nerve block or? I've, I've taken those. I've also taken. Um, I like to try that medical marijuana. Let's see if that helps. You used to have Botox. Yeah, I used or to Botox, Botox, yes. Botox. That's what it is. It's Botox injections, yes. You got a cricket in here. So how did that work, Brad? How did you find the Botox to, to work yeah, out? So, yeah, they had to give me uh, 20 shots within an hour. And how long does that last? About six months? or? Yep. Does it have a pretty good effect? It does. It it, it does. Okay. So, it's probably more effective than uh, any oral medication then, since yeah. it's working all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I have to go with this COVID. You don't dare go now and get it. So. You know, no, I suppose that puts a kibosh on anything well, like that, trying to go and get something in person, especially for somebody like you who has to, to travel, you know, a certain distance. I might get it done again uh, whenever the COVID gets done, but uh, I got to tell you, it is painful because they hook you up to electrodes and make your muscles go. Yeah, yeah, I, I've had that where they take a probe and they kind of stick it in and then they put a charge on it and then to see where your, your, your leg moves or where your foot moves, it kind of pulses with the electric pulse and then they know they're on the nerve so they can, I guess it has to be very specific of they either have to hit that nerve or they don't. So they use that electric charge in order to kind of make your foot move around. So yeah, it definitely feels a little odd when your foot's moving jerking around all by itself for sure yeah well is one more is one more common than the other uh, for example are there of the three are they evenly distributed do you think uh or is, is one where you see that's more common type of cp than the other this would be a question for both of you guys i guess well, I, I do know that the ataxic is the least common of it. Um, okay. The other one, to tell you the truth, I can't remember. I know one's more common than the other. I think spastic's more common. But like I said before, if, if you want to know those type of things, you can go to ucp.org. Oh, sure. Yeah, so in other words, it's not as common to see or meet another individual that has a taxic more so than somebody maybe with spastic then. Would that be a fair statement, you guys? Right. I believe so, yes. Okay. Just a little bit of uh, things to talk about in the past. Like, are there things you had to do growing up to cope with it, Ted? For example, you know, you were obviously a very little child and... Were there things that your parents had to do to kind of progress with you as you grew older? Um, not really. I mean, I was, I was, 
I don't remember a whole lot of different things, obviously. I I had a helmet on and I was walking with braces and the way to choose. Um, but I don't remember any. Your three wheel bike. Anything other, yeah. I did have a three wheel bike and I still use three wheel bikes because I can't oh, nice. manage a two wheeler. I mean, that's. I've Good. tried before several times, but it just never worked out. <laughs> Well, good for you, though. That's got to be really good exercise on the body, you know, getting that body moving like that. Certainly yeah, helps and, keep it loosened up. And I also, with me, I used um, I used to, uh, before I dislocated my shoulder and I had shoulder problems, and I ended up in a, in a wheelchair for good. I used to wear braces and long leg braces, and uh, I used to walk in crutches. And when I was younger, I used to walk in the locker. So, oh, yep. So, and I used to ride a three-wheel bike too with a roll bar over the top. Is that right? Yep. Was that something that you got up town that way, or did your dad well, modify dad, it? Or dad had, dad actually made the roll cage. So if we can open, we can roll back on the on all three wheels and take off again. Oh, is that right? Did it ever uh, have to be used, Bradley? Or oh, several times. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Well, that's cool. Um, yeah. I I will tell you that one thing I can remember right now, and, and there's probably been a couple things in my life, but I can't remember them. But one I do specifically remember my. Uh, my whole family has always been uh, skaters. They, they enjoy playing hockey too. But when I was really young, obviously, I, I mean, I couldn't walk or anything without the health braces and hanging on to somebody or something. But I remember there, there was a hockey rink a few, a few streets down from where we used to live. And my folks and our whole family, I have three siblings, they all wanted to go to the, to the skating rink. Oh, sure. So I, my mom and dad had borrowed a big walker from the state hospital here in town. So I could go over and enjoy at least going around with them on the ice. Really? I could help hold on to it and the walker right? also had a speed on it so when i got tired i could just sit down oh my well that must have been quite an experience then because you were actually had skates on then correct ted yeah it had, it had skis on the, on the or runners on the on the, uh, good. on the walker and you also had skates on your feet right I don't think I had skates on. No, I had my shoes. Oh, but you were able to kind of scoot along on the ice with that walker. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, Brad, through high school then, you were still walking in post-high school then, for the most part, or? Well, um, for the most part I was, but I think my junior and senior year I was in the Mostly in a wheelchair. 
Is that things just got too burdensome to, to try no, to walk? That's because I, I fell and I, I dislocated my shoulder, my left shoulder. Oh, so you had, a sh you had some shoulder injury problem. Yes. Shoulder trauma. I still do. Well, so that didn't enable you to really get around with crutches or, <clears throat> excuse me, in a manual wheelchair then anymore. No, that's why I'm an electric wheelchair now today. But you can't stand, correct? Oh, I can stand if I hang on to something, yes. All right. Just takes a little bit of time like me. Oh, yes. What was your child like in terms of schooling? You said you attended, attended the Chippled, <laughs> Crippled Children's School. That's now the Ann Carlson School. Yes. Um, were there... Were there certainly uh, others of all, type, all types of abilities and conditions, I can imagine, as well yes. as those with cerebral palsy as well? Is that a true statement, or how, what was that like? That's yeah, there, there were people with CP and muscular dystrophy and um, arthrogryposis and, and uh, uh, spine bifida. Oh. And some of some um even people that were uh, burnt, I mean, not even people that were burnt real bad, real bad, and, you know, so, you know. So kind of a whole, the whole gamut of one abilities time, and disability. Yeah, at, one, at one time, I think we had 100 students, right? Right then, I think we had 100 students that, Along with they students, that was 118. 118 in the school, yeah. And is that school still going, Brad? Not, uh, not as did I know it, but now it's a center. It, oh. It changed from um, the Crippled Children's School and at, um, I think the early 80s that it changed to the Ann Carlson School, which is in in name of Dr. Ann Carlson, who's a quadruple um, amputee. Oh my! So, okay. Um, then, because of uh, they want the government wanted um, people with disability to go to uh, regular school. Oh. So main because the mainstream mean it had to re reinvent itself if you want to use that term. Mm, sure. So right now we're mostly um, people on the autism spectrum disorder. Oh, I see. And a lot of kids now with what what they term as medically fragile. Oh, okay. So it's kind of uh, been able to specialize and still be able to provide service then for right, right for the citizenry. Right. And now, how long did you go to that school? Was it clear through to graduation, or how does that work? Kindergarten through high school. Yeah, we were there. Oh, I was there fourteen years. And 14, because I was kept back in kindergarten two years. Oh, and sure. in first grade two years, because the school thought I had too much therapy and not enough schooling. And Brad, I believe, was there one year longer than I was. 
Yeah, and then I had a then I had surgery and I and, and I skipped and I skipped a year of school because I was in a body cast for Oh my. Quite a while. <laughs> was that yeah. for a separate incident, Brad, or no, it's just surgery do my abductor surgery. Oh, okay. There there were several students who went through surgery for lengthening their heel cords and and, and whatnot. Yeah. So. Sure, yeah. I I've actually had that heel cord surgery, so because uh of the you know the tone that wouldn't let the foot come back up so right and that's uh that's definitely something that's pretty common and definitely helps a lot of people with their ambulation so school activities was same kind of as the regular school you had field well, trips um, and you had different ki- types of gym and just a yeah, different we had, way we had, a, we had a basketball team called the we used to play there, there was adapted football and adapted baseball. And hockey, really? Adapted hockey. And we had a square dancing team. Really? So even back then, they had enough uh, education and awareness to do adapted ball and adapted uh, football and baseball, stuff like that, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Jim. I mean, there was nothing competitive or anything it was all activities oh sure well basketball was pretty well, yeah. <laughs> basketball was a bit more competitive <laughs> so was anybody on the team in wheelchairs or was it just non-wheelchair basketball no no we all played in wheelchairs oh even, i see even even the guys that were able-bodied people we have to have them in the chair ah so it was all one mm-hmm. group, one even group, then. Oh, yeah. Even if we took on Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. Uh, really? Basketball team, the college basketball team. We took on people from Grand Forks. We took on people My from South gosh. Dakota. We traveled all over. Jeez, Brad, when would this have been? Oh, crap. Uh, well, you were in high school? Yes. Uh, the, I think they had the team from, I don't know, I'm going to say the mid to later 60s until I think the last team was uh, 70, early 80s maybe, just because the, wow. the, the population was changing, so we couldn't have a team anymore. Wow. Well, that... Well, that must have been kind of a unique team then, right? Traveling around? Oh, yeah. Because got, everybody that you played... Of, we got to eat a lot of McDonald's. Oh, I bet. I bet. Got to like that, man. I love McDonald's. Me too. <laughs> yep. So were you were you the ones in wheelchairs, and then when you traveled, then those other colleges or towns or schools or whatever, they'd, they'd have to use wheelchairs too then? Yes. Wow. You must have done a lot of organizing for that, or the school must have. So that would take a lot of scheduling and things and working off the kinks. Well, we, I think they use basketball for promotional purposes. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think they, they mainly use it for promotional. Well, like you said, it wasn't a real competitive team. Right. So. Right, just for maybe you know promotion and awareness more than anything. 
Right. Right. Well, I know that in most cases it would seem CP or in, in I should say in, in a lot of cases anyway, because the CP doesn't prevent, you know, one from achieving success. Um, I mean, there's a lot of, a couple famous names come to, come to uh, mind and probably a lot more non-famous ones that like Joe Cocker, the musician had cerebral palsy. And I think yeah. he was a spastic mm-hmm. uh, CP because of his, his uh, motions and stuff that he yeah. used to use. He was a great singer. Yes, he was. And I I do know, I personally know a couple people who, who have graduated from the school who have CP and uh, one's a professor at Arizona State University mm. and the other one I think taught at, I believe, Montana State. Okay. So... Okay, yeah, and there was a gentleman in that documentary, Brad, that went on to become a bank president, so. Yes, and then the, Josh Blue, the comedian. Josh Blue is a comedian, so yeah. yeah, it just basically is an awareness that, hey, there's a lot of type of disabilities out there, and many of them affect the physical body and are not a mental disability where the perception can be out in, in the public that, because you act different or because you look different or you seem different in some way that surely you must have a physical or maybe a mental uh, handicap as well, where that's not, that's definitely not the case. So I think that point brings a lot of awareness to the topic. Yep. There was also a gal on, um, if you, if anybody remembers the facts of life, Oh, yes. Well, on there, her name is Jerry Jewell. She has another one with CP. Which, Do you remember Blair? She was the oh, blonde yeah. kind of. She, yep. she was um, blonde. blonde. I she, remember. She was Blair's cousin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, did yeah. she have CP, like, on the show? They Like, it was it was an actual... She actually had CP. Okay, she actually had CP, but did the show acknowledge that, or was it just hidden on the show? No, they they acknowledged it. I don't know if I can't remember if they said they she actually had CP or not. But, oh, sure. But they they acknowledge her disability. Oh, sure. Yeah, that was quite a while ago even to be acknowledging that. So Right. Now, to your guys' knowledge, is there any research or is that is that not a not a field of of applicability with treating CP or is it or is it you have it and that's it or how, how does that work? Oh, I I think there's probably ongoing research that I don't know about. At all, I I don't keep up with that kind of stuff, so I wouldn't know what the research would be. There are resources out there for for helping people out, you know, financially, or if you if you need some sort of some sort of wheelchairs or, or things like that. But to go oh, into sure. research of, of what happened in the brain, I'm sure there is, but I don't know of any. 
Any Brad that you're aware of, or not really? It's not like I mean, I'm sure they come up with some medication and ways to make to make it easier for you to cope with because you know because of the joints get tighter as you get older. But but as far as the thing is. It can happen to every. It can happen to anybody that has a a, um, a special needs child with CP. I know one thing: it takes a strong set of parents and a very, very, very understanding set of parents, because and with patience, uh, raising a special needs child with CP or any other disability. Yeah, I can imagine it takes a, a you know a very special. Uh, type of person and with a special heart. Yeah. So, so just like Ted's parents, my parents raised us just like, just like any other, any of of the rest of our brothers and sisters. So. Oh sure. You know. Yes, I. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was in the hospital, but it was surgery. I had nine surgeries in my life. I don't know how many dads had. Oh, I haven't had that. You haven't had any. No. You're lucky. <laughs> I, I, I've split open my chin like six times, and it had to be stitched up because of falling all the time. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Surgery, no. You are lucky. I I did break my arm twice, and I think my collarbone once, but and that was probably due to the cerebral palsy. But that was early on in life, and that didn't require any surgery. And we used to, see, uh, Ted and I lived to block away from each other when we were kids. Oh, I see. And so when we wanted to go see each other, we didn't. Going to each other's house. So. Yep. Well, any closing thoughts, uh, Brad or, or Ted? That's certainly a lot of information that we've uncovered here. Uh, we've pointed out a lot of things for educational purposes. I think opened up my eyes, I know, as well as a lot of the listeners about what is CP, what does it affect, what are the types, and, you know, the degree of success is not mitigated in any way by the by the condition or by the birth defect but it you have just as much chance to succeed as the next guy it just depends on your you know just like just like anything so that's been an eye-opener for me good stories about about the school there and and the bike and tipping over on the bike but i'm sure it wasn't uh happy at the time but uh any thoughts brad that you have well i i know that i want to thank Ted for finally agreeing to do this because <laughs> it took me a lot of time. Hey, please, would you please do this? And he goes, oh, Well, oh, thanks oh. to Ted for sure. Heartfelt yeah. thanks because I know you you really were very clear at explaining things and great, great guest. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, and well, uh, I'm, I'm glad Brad convinced you because uh, there might be room for. For you on another podcast, Ted. So stay tuned, right? Right, Brad? Right. There's always a possibility where um, people will let us know and they want you back. So, Oh, I hope I didn't bore anybody too much. 
No, I think it was exciting, and I think the listeners from all over the, the, the globe are going to have hopefully some comments and reach out. Uh, if you have comments or questions, uh, you can reach out to Brad. His direct number is 701-252-8560. Is that correct, Brad? Yes. My so feel email, free to call Brad. Yeah, my email address is bgmarborough gmail.com yeah so feel free to reach out with questions comments uh, call brad if you have any if you just want to chat about something personal brad's a great uh, resource and he's willing to talk so well thank thank greg for moderating today you're getting good at that but anyway thank you folks for listening to another episode of living with it is a bloody no big deal podcast we'll talk to you again next time God bless. Thank you for listening to this episode of Living with a Disability, No Big Deal. Sponsored by Rollaramp, this podcast features Brad Gabrielson, who encourages everyone with a disability to live life to the fullest. Rollaramp is a global company based in North Dakota, dedicated to helping people find solutions to accessibility needs. Special thanks to Dopey T for his original music. We hope you'll join us again next time on Living with a Disability, No Big Deal.